Welcome to our brand new inaugural episode of our new podcast, which is shiny and new. Brand new. I see what you did there. Brand new. My brand name's new. Red, and my name's Scoot. Hi, Scoot. Hi, hi, Red. And we have an, a podcast called "That Happened." That happened. That's right. There's so many ways you could say it. What happened? That happened. That happened. So that happened. And we're gonna do in this podcast. We find strange, ridiculous. Weird stories that actually happened in history that most that you've never heard of. I'm gonna tell these stories to Scoot, and he's gonna go. That happened. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're brilliant. Yeah, we are. Uh, I have a few catchphrases since it's our first episode. Let's play with some catchphrases, right. and for the listener, if they have a favorite, they can let us know. But we're just playing out with some different ones for today. That happened. That. Well, we'll see. It might happen. It might happen. This is a potential future. That's not what a podcast is about. Maybe it is. I have an earring on under my headphones. Yeah. It's painful. Should you take them out? No, I'm going to tough it out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're the toughest person I know. That's right. <laughs> I don't, what do you say to that? <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I'm dainty. No, stop it. <laughs> Thanks, babe. That's what you say. Oh, Thanks, babe. Welcome, babe. <laughs> they won't know who's who. We can't do that. Yeah, it's like which one's red, which one's good. They can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first catchphrase: the podcast about ridiculous history told by ridiculous people drinking ridiculous amounts of alcohol. It's got the one, two, three punch. It does, yeah. Um. But it does have a lot of the use of a long, ridiculous word, which is ridiculous. Oh, because you, you said ridiculous three times. Yeah. 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 Um, so, like, it's, like, almost there for me. Not quite it. Yeah. You got, I, well, you got to be able to say it fast, I feel like. Like, hi, welcome to That Happened, the ridiculous show with ridiculous topics that would drinks ridiculous amounts. You got to be able to say it fast. <laughs> that was fun, though. It's I like, like that. It's like a tongue twister. Yeah. Okay. Option number two. The podcast about weird history, ridiculous people, and drinking. Mm, that's a good one. It wraps everything up really nicely. And I feel like you can say it fast. Hey, say okay. It fast. Okay. Say it fast. The podcast about weird history, ridiculous people, and drinking. Drinking. Bing, 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 bing. Um, option number three. Okay, I will make a note. Option number three. The podcast about digging up the strangest stories you've never heard. Eh? Uh, but you've never heard them. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, technically, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know what we're talking about. It's a good one. I, in my heart, I always feel like can't make this shit up. Stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction. I that's wish a good we could one. have that, but that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. Based off a book, it's kind of taken. Oh, well. And deservedly so. I don't know. I respect it too much. Can't take it. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like... What's her... Emma that Thompson? Happened? No, that happened. That happened? That what's happened. her name? Are you stupid? <laughs> I knew that. I was just testing you. <laughs> so it'd be like, that happened. Can't make this shit up. No, that sounds awful. That's terrible. Yeah, it's lit, fam. That's terrible. That happened. No cap. It's lit, fam. No cap. 
<laughs> can't make this shit up. I'm a little old for that one, but I yeah. could try. Um, I have one more, and then we'll kind of see how we feel by the end or by next episode. Yeah. Um, this one's not my favorite. The podcast where I tell Scoot strange history that happened for real life. <laughs> I like that one a lot. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. Welcome to That Happened. The podcast where I tell Scoot strange history that, that happened. happened. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll I, make a note I, for those two. I like that one the most. I feel like you could be like, welcome to our podcast where I tell Scoot strange history and then we both go, that happened. That happened. And then Oh, we got to sync it up though. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We'll, like go high ahead. five or something time, to do it? Well, we're too far. Okay. You could high five my foot. You could just look at me. Yeah. Well, you say it, and I'll, I'll out, come in. You just say it normally. So we do a one, two, three? <laughs> no, just say, welcome, I'm with you. welcome to okay. our podcast, where I tell Scoot strange history, and then I'll go, that happened. Wait, what are we doing? Where are you going to go? <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing with you. Okay. Uh, welcome to That Happened, the podcast where I tell Scoot strange wait, wait, wait. history. That, that happened. happened. No, but you can't say welcome to That Happened. We're skipping that part. For oh, this test. I really messed it up. Yeah, welcome okay. to our podcast. Good enough. Let's what? talk about our story. <laughs> that for, happened. Well, first, sponsor break. We don't actually have a sponsor, but if we do get a sponsor, here's your time. This is where you add it. This is where we add all the music, too, right? Yes. Because you got to make it cool, like we know what we're doing. Well... And then right there, that's where I put the music in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, sponsor break. Hopefully, one day we'll get a sponsor. We could talk about how amazing. Hopefully, it's something we like. That would be that would double be, jeopardy. That would be really nice. I'll yeah. say whatever I have oh, okay. to say, right? Okay. <laughs> but it'd be nice if we meant it. Yes. Um, Should I not say that? Oh, say whatever you want. Okay, I said Laying what out I the said. Facts. That happened. I'm sure whatever you just said just blew our listeners' mind. They were like, wow, no one ever feels that way and actually says it. Nobody's ever said it into the mic before. Wow. Wow. What a man. I feel like I listen to ads and I'm like, they're just saying that and they don't care, but they're pretending to care and that upsets me. But you just said that you'd happily pretend to care. No, I said I'd say whatever I have to say. Oh, those are those. That's that army years up on you, <laughs> creeping up on you. Totally different. <laughs> totally nothing Let's, is the same. Okay, so we have our first story. Um, the story is about a familiar figure. I am sure both you and our one other listener okay. will recognize, but you may not know about this event in his or her life. So I'm really excited. It's pretty crazy. I'm excited too. Um, Wait, I'd like to say that. Red's been doing hours worth of research. Oh my gosh! To what? do this, putting so much work into this podcast. I really hope so, the story lives up to that. If it's give me kudos at the end after we see how okay. the story well, goes. Well, I'm trying to be nice and say that you've done a lot of work to make this happen, and I really appreciate it because I'm excited to do this with you. Oh, you're the best. But you know, what if we get to the end of the episode and you're like, "That's it," 
thing. Be like, no. oh wait, Red was really busy. She just didn't have the time. She'll have the time next time. Yeah, just blame <laughs> we'll, it on, we'll change it up back. Then. Blame it on me or the cat. Oh, the cat man. The cat was trying to break into the room. Can't do nothing about it. Yeah, he's distracting. So um, I'm going to start with a major figure in history. Uh, would you like some clues, and you can guess? Oh uh, sure. Okay, first clue. Short. Short. Napoleon? Yes! Wow. Oh that's my gosh, like you're a, so good. That's like a classic clue, right? Yeah, but you got it. Yeah. Great Look at me, I'm so smart. So smart, you really are. Okay, so our story is about Napoleon, but before we get into the meat of the story, we're going to do a little bit of just background facts. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Napoleon's one of these characters in history where you both know everything there is to know, and yet you know nothing. Yeah. Right? What like, do you... Like, almost all of it is, um, I feel like most of it's, like, folklore or something like that. Like, everyone's heard of Napoleon. Everyone's like, oh, he's short, and he did stuff. But nobody actually, like, I couldn't actually tell you what he did. Oh, that was actually my first point, is what does Scoot know about Napoleon? I don't really know. I know he's, like, a French yes. general or someone important in the army or the L'Empereur. navy. I don't really know, and that he like the Napoleon Wars, the Napoleonic Wars, and Good. I feel like I learned more through the movie Count of Monte Cristo than anything else. Great movie, and he's only in that movie for like maybe five minutes. Yeah, but it's cool to see him depicted. Yeah, from a writer eh, close to his. It showed time, me that after. he was like an emperor or something at some point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about his stature, about his love life, anything I, else you know? The classics is that he's really short. Yes. But I don't think he was actually that short. But that's what I've heard or something. Really? Like, he was short, but he wasn't, like, as short as we like to think he is or something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know. It could just be one of those we thought you'd be taller moments. Yeah, and so they're all like, he's short, he's short. And he's actually, like, 6'3". They're just like, you're not 6'6". Six, six. Part of his marketing. He just leaned in. Yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe like, he yes, is really I'm the short. shortest man do you uh, have... He is technically an emperor. Okay, I just want to get that out there, because okay. you're like, army, military... Emperor. He is emperor. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that I heard that in Count of Monte Cristo, that he was the emperor in that movie, and he yes. wasn't anymore. So we're telling about talking about a story that happens before Count of Monte Cristo, and I'm also... Because I know we've been watching The Great, that yeah. really fun show about Catherine the Great. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Maybe not with your parents, but it is fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, For small children. Y- y- no small children. But if you like humor and um, crying, then it's fantastic. <laughs> Did it make me cry? What a combo. If you like laughing and crying, Who doesn't? you'll love this show. Essence of human life. It tells it, you nothing about the story, does it? No. It, it, it makes you feel things. Yeah. And one of those is uncomfortable. But you're <laughs> laughing so much like genuinely laughing that you're like I will still watch it even though I'm uncomfortable yeah and I think I'm impressed anyway okay we'll get to that uh I'm gonna share with you some facts and as usual Scoot Mm -hmm. if you have okay um please interrupt check rods Roger check he's from Czechoslovakia Czechoslovakia (laughs) they say it backwards there yeah well you know I'm Czech so you are yeah, absolutely. I'm more Czech than anything else. What? Yes. How did I not know that? I have told you this. It's my um, gypsy side. The wanderer oh, side of me. I do remember that. 
I know I look Irish, but I'm Czech. Okay, well, good to know. I, I, what do you know about Czech? Nothing. So. I, yeah, I, don't know <laughs> I barely. I know some of the, some of the foods they like to eat because that's what's been passed down. Um, what kind of foods do they like? That's where I got the cottage cheese with fruit in it. Oh. Um, that's family recipe, and then also like grape or fig leaves wrapped around things for like little snacks. We used to make that when I was a kid. Really. That's like a heritage thing through my family. And I think Kraft Mac and Cheese can technically be <laughs> Kraft Mac and Cheese is a heritage, heritage tradition. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. How long does it have to be something in your family before it becomes heritage? I mean, my ancestors didn't eat grape leaves for a millennia. Yeah. Just for I, what? Like 100, 200 years? I've been feeling that too, you know? Like, I'm a, step back. I'm some, I've got some Italian... But I'm like, when do, like, let's say me and you started a tradition, like started it. Okay. And then we pass it on to, you know, the next generation and they pass it on. Is it now a family tradition? Like, this is what we do? Or is it like, you can't start new family traditions now? It's all, it either had to happen before the 50s or it's not a new thing anymore. It's like what you do, but you can't pass it on and keep doing it. Right? When does it become a uh, ancestral tradition? Yeah. When when how far back do you have to go to be working with your ancestors? Yeah. And can you start it now and then your future people will be like, "Oh, it's an ancestral tradition." If I'm dead, maybe. Or is it like not a thing anymore? Great question. Things to ponder. But let's um Shower get to <laughs> old nap as I like to call him. Old nap. Mr. Bona parte. <laughs> Thank you. That was a good one. Mr. Bona Aparte. All right. So Napoleon born. Bon, oh, my goodness. We're just going to call him Napoleon. I'll give you his name one time. Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. After that, I won't be able to say it. Okay. Napoleon is born 1769. 1769. This is, um. so he is born to give you a sense I'm not sure what the listener's sense of history, but if you know of Catherine the Great, like in the show we've been mm-hmm. watching, yeah, she is a ruler during this time. Okay. So that's kind of the era, but we are in a little place called Corsica. Corsica, it belonged to Italy for a long time, and then right before Napoleon is born, it becomes part of France. Oh, wow. So he is French. He's born French, but he grew up speaking Italian. He's pretty much Italian. Yes. But technically, he's French. Yes. Napoleone. <laughs> Bonaparte. Bonaparte. It all explains everything. Uh, yeah. Hey. yeah. <laughs> She's not really French. My apologies for the accent. It's not my but ancestors. I'm it's... not sorry. That's what you get. Napoleone. <laughs> yeah. Send it. Bonaparte. Beautiful. Uh, so he grew up speaking Italian, um, also obviously learned French as he became the French emperor. I think they're only one. I hope he can speak French. Yeah. It's not going to get very far if No he wonder he became so good at motivating his troops. Yeah. <laughs> All bluster, and they were like, I, he seems nice. I don't know what he's saying, so I'm sure it's cool. Yeah, just <laughs> nod and wave. Nod and wave, boys. Uh, his parents... Which were minor nobility, not like mm. major nobility. Not he wasn't like born in the gutter, but he was born with a little money, a little bit of thing. Um, and his parents had eight kids. Wow! And do you think he was 
like towards the oldest or towards the youngest? I feel like he's towards the youngest. Aw, that's sweet, because I'm the youngest. But no, he's the second oldest. Oh, wow. And five of those kids were boys. Wow. I know that's like normal back then, but it just blows my mind. I mean, you don't get to choose. I feel like there's a lot of girls now. Feel free to keep talking if I'm taking a drink. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was going to say, I feel like most of the children we know are girls. That's just your your family. Oh, you know what? My family, too. Yeah, we went to the Christmas party, and there was girls everywhere. That's just our families, how they've worked out. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't really know a lot of other with our kids, friends, I'm not going to name them, but they had two boys, and now they're having a third. That's what I mean. That's literally the only boys I know. Well, you it's know, like five children. It's good. I think it's like seven. seven. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It but should be more girls. 50-50, you feel, and it's just not? Yeah. No, it's like all girls. And then... That's what's up. Like, there's one boy running around. Getting his hair done. Getting his hair done. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just mean... I feel like there's a lot of girls being born. Moving on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, when he was 10 years old, he was sent to military school. Wow, at 10? 10 years. Well, it's pretty normal back then. It's like boarding school. Parents didn't raise their kids, especially right. ones with money. I mean, but if you're 10 years old in the 1700s, you're practically 30. For real. Because you're only going to make it till 30 anyways. Probably. He's a man. You're a man now, Send Harry. him out. <laughs> That's where the whole you're a wizard Harry came from. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Young N- Napoleon. Yeah, his okay. voice hasn't changed yet. Where am I going? Where are you? Sir, yes, sir. We're moving, <laughs> moving sir. Okay, uh, so basically, while he was raised mobile, he's always had this idea that he was special mm-hmm. and, like, destined to rule. So what that means to me, to me as a nobody little woman person, um, is that he's spoiled and just thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah, he thinks he's the main character. Yes. And he's not. He needs some NPC energy in his life, and he don't have it. Yeah. Just go about your day. Be happy with the small things. Man, they really... NPC energy is the best. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um... He, th- this is kind of important to how we think about the story in my mind. That's why I'm bringing it in. Okay. Uh, and then over his life, uh, he did literally dominated Europe for, in a 23-year war, war where he basically ran the continent. Wow. The Napoleonic Wars, right? Yes. Yeah. 23 years of just people being like, please leave us alone. And Napoleon was like, only if you let me tell you what to do and I'm in charge. Because yeah. he's destined to be better than everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, he was known for his ability to motivate troops, even if they were like poor and no supplies, no food, no training. That was something he was known for, um, especially early in his career. I don't know so much about later in his career, but I like I'm trying to fit this together in my mind. You know, we've both been troops before, so I want to ask you. If you were still in the service, yeah. what would it take from your commander or person in charge to make you motivated if they didn't feed you, didn't give you equipment, and sent you out there to fight? I mean, I feel like it would be talking shit about the people in charge. Yeah. Like, say that to any, <laughs> like, E4s 
out there. Get that start, eat that yeah, specialist energy. Just be like, man, these higher ups suck, right? And they'd be like, yeah. For for listeners um, who may not be in the know, E four is just references as high as you can get without becoming a person in charge. In the army. So it's like senior seniors in high school. Um, that's the the what he's talking about. Yeah, I feel like if you can get them on your side then you're good and you could be like man if only i were in charge i could change all that yeah and but then be you like, get in charge. yeah so yeah maybe he just um went to these guys and was like listen i'm not the one making these decisions i like it i think it's good yeah because i mean the e4 and below make up like a huge percentage of the military right so if most you, of them so if you could get them on the, your side you got the numbers and then they'd be like he could motivate his troops he could yeah. do all this stuff. And then you leave a reputation. Once you yeah. go higher up and just do your best not to fuck it up, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, have you heard of the Battle of Waterloo? I have. I don't know what that is. Do you, Okay. Well, I'm not trying to call you out or anything. I'm just yeah. getting a baseline. No. That's okay. uh, so, Battle of Waterloo is what ended the war. The 23-year war? Yes. Okay. And I know the Britons were in it because a lot of the books I read that have British at that time, cough, Jane Austen, cough, stuff like that, um, Regency romance, they have war heroes who went to the Battle of Waterloo. So Waterloo. it was like a big deal, um, obviously, because it ended that war. It happened in June, so in the middle of summer. That happens a lot back then, I'm guessing because of the weather. Uh, yeah, nobody and it wants was, to fight in the cold. It's too cold. Yeah. Especially it, if you're on the water or something. Yeah, gross. No, thank you. Yeah. I'd rather not. Getting sprayed with water. It's freezing out. E even if you go wet. out to fight, you're just kind of, like, you literally don't move as fast. Yeah. You're, like, slow motion. You're like, I'm doing my best, Captain. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, they didn't have, like, IOTVs, the body armor, or the helmets or anything. But, man, if you're cold and you have to wear all that stuff, you're like, I'm going to not moving very much after that. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him, boys. Okay, so that war ended with the Battle of Waterloo, 1815, and then he died six years later in exile, 1821, Napoleon dead. So that's so, kind of... Oh, I was going to say, how old was he? Like, he's got to be less than 40. Well, he was born in 69 and died in 21. Are we oh, doing so quick math? He was like 60-something. He was... I'm going to do quick math. 52. Oh, I was so close. 70 to 20 is 50, so, and then two, one and one. So, yeah, he went to the army. Well, he went to the military at 10 years old. But he's practically a man already because he's only going to make it to 50. There you go. Well, he's an emperor, man. Oh, that's true. He had the good life. He had a more <laughs> better likelihood of surviving because he yeah. had a lot of other people to throw in front of him Yeah. at risk of death. For them, he's like 100 years old. He lives forever. He literally ran, lost a war and then survived. Yeah. In exile for six years. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, I know there were multiple Napoleonic Wars, and he was in exile multiple times. Um, oh. And so, Count of Monte Cristo, I'm not actually sure. I think it happens in the middle, where he gets exiled, then he gets free and comes back, and there's another war, but I'm not quite sure. Okay. Oh, um, so it happens multiple times. Yes. This is a pretty common thing for him. It, it's kind of... Maybe that's why he was so chill about it. He was really chill in that movie. Right. I like the way they present it. This story is going to present him a little bit differently, but I think no less endearing. Okay. Um, not that I like Napoleon. I don't, personally, because of how he treated women. But um, Fair enough. Fair enough. That's just my personal, as a human being, that, <laughs> you know, I don't like that. Anyway, um, 
So our story, so let's, you know, we're focusing this war's 23 years, ended in 1815, but our story is going to take place 18 years before, 18, sorry, eight years before the Battle of Waterloo in 1807. Okay. So kind of getting this mind, he's been in war for almost 20 years, 15 to 20 years, right? He's winning, he's doing good, his people love him, um, and... As a side note, this story that I'm going to tell you is firsthand written, like, memoirs by people close to him who were there. Okay. So I think it's a pretty solid story. Um, If you study, obviously, you study history, everyone's going to have a different account. But when you get to third accounts and fourth accounts, I heard, she heard, uh, it gets a lot harder to say. But these are, like, the most confident you can get. Yeah. In a story. Man, I I try to tell you something that happened or something I saw and I always butcher it. It's never it's never that close to what happened. I can get the gist across. Hey, you are very entertaining when you do it, and that's really I, all we ask. I appreciate that. I just mean like I get it, man. Like if you told me a story and then I tried to tell someone, it'd be totally different from what actually happened. The now, telephone thing, right? As someone who has mildly studied history, I will say that I did not look into these authors and what their um, positions were or agencies were. So there yeah. is the question of why they wrote these things yeah. and what they had stood to gain, which a good historian always looks at and always takes into consideration. But we're here for fun history stories. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for a good time. No not a long time. Hey. Okay, so let's start our story. Oh, um, these documents. We have a memoir. One of them is a... Fr- I just want to read this guy's name. You want me to read it? Uh, no, I'm going to read it to you. Oh, okay. My apologies. Uh, it is a first-person memoir written by General Paul Charles Francois Adrian Henri Diodonne Thibault. Thibault? Thibault. What a <laughs> name. Know. Yes, all those names belong to him. Oh, my God. Good old General Tybalt. I, you know, I want to call him just Tybalt. Old Tybalt. Old, old Nap, Tybalt. Old Nappy. No, that's inappropriate. Old Nap and Old Tybalt. Old Tybalt. Yeah. So. Oh, man, I have to say, I can't say it on this, but we had, we have a European. Wait, do I need to mute it? No. Okay. I'll, I'll leave out the word. We have a European guy in our class. I'm taking a class for work. Anyways. Cool. We were going somewhere, and we were we were all on the bus, in the, the van. We we're trying to go somewhere, and we were missing somebody. And he was out smoking, and the European guy goes, oh, he's over there having a oh. F. He starts with an F. Yeah, 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 what the Brits use for cigarette. Right, right, for cigarette. <laughs> we're in a van full of Americans. So everyone turns around and goes, what? And this yeah. is a work setting, and yeah. he said it. So we were like, what? And he's like... Oh, I forgot I'm in America. <laughs> I can't yeah. say that. So you sorry. Really it was so funny. We were all cracking up. But yeah, he just Good thing said he had it. a thick accent. Yeah, he does have a thick accent. Like anytime, Maybe that's why he keeps it. <laughs> yeah, anytime you picture what a British person sounds like, he sounds exactly like that. Anyways, it just I forgot why I was telling you this, but that happened today. Oh, when we uh, accidentally say inappropriate words that we don't mean to. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, 
Let's do the setup. Let's build the setting okay. of our Napoleonic story. Oh, I'm just gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna see how long you're. That was beautiful. While you say it. Oh, was I supposed to talk over you? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. quieter go, then. Go. Oh, is it too loud? A little bit. Okay, how's this? It is the summer of 1807. It's sweaty hot outside. There's been no rain for, I don't know, that's not a part of the story. But let's imagine, right? July in France. It's hot. It's sticky. And Napoleon just had a major victory. Major victory. He ended within the Napoleonic Wars. It's a, There's an S in there, right? So he had just ended mm. in the first week of July, just ended the War of the Fourth Coalition and signed the Treaties of Tilsit. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room for pronunciation. So I'm going to go with it. Okay. I like it. Tilsit. Sounds good to me. That's hey. a place now. Um, basically, I'm going to try to give you what this treaty did in a fun and interesting way. Uh, France and Russia were at war. They were big mad. Then they signed a treaty and said, hey, let's split up Europe. Yeah, I got you, boo. And then they split up all these other <laughs> countries. And they were like, one of your countries messes up, I'll come help you, and vice versa, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, this treaty had secret little things, which isn't relevant to our story, but I think the secret parts of treaties oh, are really exciting. It's the most interesting part, yeah. Yeah, the secret part of the treaty was that Russia was like, hey, France, if Turkey won't do whatever I tell them to do, because Turkey was not involved in the war, as yeah, far as I could tell. Yeah, they just threw it in there. They were like, you want to come help us out? France was like, yeah, we'll be your mediator. Cough, cough. Right, right. And then wink, wink. France was like, hey, Russia, if Britain doesn't do what we want, and Russia was like, yeah, we got you, boom. Right? We're here for you. Yeah, yeah. So those are like the secret conditions. Those like future conquering of these other places. Yeah, yeah. They were going to help each other. That's okay. What, so, and they just fought each other. Yeah. That's so funny. And they were like, I guess we can help each other. But I think they were ultimately probably planning to ruin the other one yeah but they have to lock in some allies enemy of my enemy kind of thing yeah right 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 um but either way with all this stuff happening oh also i thought this was really funny they basically took the country of prussia which as you know no longer exists now prussia with a p right where is it now where was it it is now? now part of russia Oh, wow. You know, Russia is just kind of like an amoeba. It's, yeah. Even recently, just swallowing countries. Yeah. Prussia, they basically, <laughs> France and Russia had a treaty and was like, hey, Prussia, you lose half your land from like 80,000 square miles to 40,000. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to take this other half and make a bunch of tiny kingdoms that are loyal to Napoleon. He's like, I'm technically... They're their own land. No, he's in charge, right? Yeah. And they're just like, and then they said, the rest of Prussia, you're going to just be, our troops, our French troops are going to just live there until you pay us a sum of money. So I'm like, this is the craziest treaty. Was Prussia <laughs> even part of it? I think it's just stuck in the middle. Oh, and they're like, ah, we'll divvy it up. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I, I mean, I imagine. Say. You know, Russians are like, Prussia's on our side, and we gave it up. But yeah. also, Prussia wasn't Russia at the time, so I, I just can't imagine Prussia felt the same. Oh, yeah, they probably were like, ugh. Can you leave us alone? Just leave us alone. 
So, okay, setting up the story. In essence, this man, Napoleon. That's Napoleon. Napoleon. If you're fancy. Uh, just won a major war, right? He doesn't know what's in the future. He just won this major war, signed a major treaty, and cemented himself, like, assuredly and without fighting, that he was in charge of pretty much all of continental Europe. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Big day for him. He's very oh, yeah. excited. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, you know, he's like, he's a commander. He's the emperor. Oh, yeah. Mandatory fun is happening after this. Yeah. yeah. That was my question. How would you celebrate? Mandatory fun. <laughs> People are drinking. People are getting. Uh, what is that? It was a something 15 in the military. Oh, I got a something 15. Article. Article 15. Yeah, people are drinking. They're having fun. People are getting Article 15s. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. People yeah. are getting demoted. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this story. Okay, so, yeah, mandatory fun happens. You're so smart. It really? Um, he celebrates with an outdoor luncheon. Yeah, it sounds like mandatory fun. Mandatory fun. Mandatory family day. Um, so, okay, we're summer of France. We're out in a big grassy field with food and tables and uh, like they're kind of on the edge and so most of the field's empty, right? And he invites military brass, right? Generals, colonels, mm, yeah, yeah. the French versions. Um, so all the people that need to like look up to him and like respect him now. Right, right. As well as French dignitaries. So politicians, nobility, all that stuff. And he's like come watch me be fun it's mandatory <laughs> yeah look at how cool i am look yeah. at how cool i am yeah and you're gonna like it yeah yeah so he's like luncheon everyone come adore me uh they also wanted to do a, a hunt right for fun yeah the cl like that's happens a lot in the show we're watching yes they just go on hunts because there's nothing else to do and they just like walk around the woods and anything that moves they try to shoot it right but it was a big hunt Right? They wanted it to be a special one, not just go find something. So Napoleon's smart. He was like, let's plan ahead. I'm going to get my guy, uh, I forgot his name, starts with a B, and he's going to go round up a bunch of rabbits. Oh, they're going to pre-grab rabbits? Yes. They got a ton of rabbits. They rounded them up, and the numbers vary, but they say up to 3,000 rabbits. So, that's, however, that's ridiculous. So pretty much, they're going on a hunt. It's a sh it's a dog and pony show. Mm -hmm. Hunt, right? Oh, it's gonna well, be yeah. Everyone's gonna have something to shoot at. Yeah, they grab this so many rabbits. So many rabbits. They go out in the field, and then on the edges of the field to like face the woods, they put all these rabbits in cages. Right. Oh my god. To get, to to get ready for the hunt. I was gonna say, please tell me they'll let them out of the cage at least. Oh. <laughs> They just got all these rabbits in cages hunting. They're like, Psh, got it. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, that would be very upsetting. It would just be I'm like, I'm going for comedy here and less upsetting. Just I'm sorry. For you to know and for our listeners to know, we are looking for weird, ridiculous history, not morally upsetting, traumatic history, which also exists. Yeah. But we're here for a good time. That happened? That happened. That happened. That happened. <laughs> no, we're going for like a, that happened. That happened. That happened. <laughs> That's a good one. That was a really good one. Thank you. Okay, so, uh, doo -doo -doo, on my notes. 
We got the grassy field. We got the 3,000 bunnies in their cages. And of course, as we have asserted, they're going to celebrate their major, major, possibly the end of the war, fucking win by killing a bunch of cute bunnies. Oh. Big day. Big day. Big Mandatory day. fun. Let's go. I, okay. Would you rather go on a 12-mile wreck or go mm. on a bunny hunt for mandatory fun? I would go on a bunny hunt if we weren't rounding up the rabbits beforehand and there wasn't like 1500 people there that's how many people i'm picturing are there um doing the hunt i don't think there's 1500 i imagine there's between 30 and 50 oh that's a little better doing the hunt but still that's a lot of people and then there's probably a bunch more people following them to witness his greatness right i don't right. think someone who is at the level of emperor can do anything without being witnessed at how amazing they are i mean we we both in the military we know the more important you are the bigger your entourage is right right and you're right. not important unless you got 20 30 people following you everywhere right if you don't recognize someone walking up count how many people are around them yeah and that'll tell you how to respond if someone's got two people or how much trouble them, you're about yeah, to get in yeah <laughs> someone's got two people following them you're good you're good keep doing what you're doing they got five to ten you're like uh-oh they better not see me they got 20 to 30 you know your boss and your boss's boss are in those 20 to 30 following them around so you're like that's a i don't know who that is but they seem important so yeah if it's a big old entourage going rabbit hunting i'm sure they've got like twice as many people yeah, following because them. all of the people there are also important too yeah and how much is there to do in the 1700s yeah they're bored i'm sure we're going on a hunt let's do it yeah let's go. i don't even need to shoot anything i just oops i didn't mean to hit that Let's do it. We'll just follow them wherever. We're just walking yeah. in the woods, having a good time. They're all mandatory fun anyways. They have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for our listener, possibly two listeners at this point, because we are hey, doing a stunning job. We're doing a great job. And I think they just osmosis in as you go. You're doing a good That's job. That's how it works. Oh, thank you. You're doing um, an excellent but job. But we don't, we aren't doing military stories every week. We're just starting with one this week, and we both happen to have a lot of military stories. So yeah. if it's a lot, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Tune it just gets the next episode where it's something different, and you'll hear about different stuff. Or just but trust me, this is worth it, because this is about to get really good, and I'm really excited. I'm excited, too. Okay, so uh, it is time for the hunt, right? Bum, bum, bum. Napoleon prowls bum, 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 out into the grassy field. He is joined by a crew of, quote, beaters. Beaters. That, <laughs> that is name. the word that was given. What are they like, shoot a rabbit and then beat them to death? I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing they're guys with clubs to That's make sure they're dead. Like baby seal level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys were in war for most of their adult life. I agree. They're probably. So at least we're killing a rabbit this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so beaters and gun bearers at the trumpets are going. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that was, no, no, not oh. a good sound. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. But very good elephant impersonation. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I was trying to be a trumpet. <laughs> um, the trumpets are going. The rabbits are released from their cages. What do you think is going to happen? I think nobody's going to hit one. That'd be great. Let's find out. Okay, so that's like minimal. What is the wildest possible thing you can think that would happen right now? Oh my god. I just have like Looney Tune 
imagination of like what could happen. You know what I mean? Give me like, your Looney Tune. Everyone like shoots at a rabbit and they all end up hitting each other or something oh, I crazy. Like that. Or like the rabbits mass like somehow escape like Bugs Bunny stuff. Maybe it's because they're rabbits. I don't oh, know. Oh, you know this story does have Bugs Bunny vibes. It does. It does. Yeah. I love that analogy. I didn't think of it, but I love it. Let's keep that going, and I will tell you what happens next. Those rabbits are supposed to run away into the woods, right? Right, yeah. They do not. <laughs> what do they do? Those rabbits, en masse, with the mind of one, go over the cages and run straight at Napoleon. No way. I kid you not. That is very Bugs Bunny. Yes. They go right for him. And so at first, the guys, Napoleon and his bros, right? They're yeah. like, <laughs> all right, all right. And like trying to like beat him with sticks and with their riding crops. And they're like, you know, go run away, back off. We're, we're trying yeah, to, keep, we just need to get you way. into the woods. Yeah. It's the wrong way, dummies, stupid rabbits. We can't uh-huh. hunt you in a field if you're right next to us. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like kind of beating them off and laughing and they think they get them away and the rabbits kind of run around behind them, flank Napoleon himself and swarm him. <laughs> How do they know who's in charge? Uh, rabbits, man. What are you going to do? Okay. So let me get into this. That's crazy. I can't. So they seem to back away, and then now they're swarming him. They attack his flank, and now we have a direct quote by Mr. Thibault, Mr. Mm, General Paul. The guy with the long name, yeah. The guy with the memoirs. And we're going to quote what he witnessed that day. Okay. The intrepid rabbits attacked him frantically in the rear. Pause for laughter. Refused to quit their hold piled themselves up between his legs till they made him stagger. They swarmed him. These wow. rabbits were like, not today, little man. They're all over him. <laughs> I love it. Out of like 50 people, they swarmed him. They're getting into his fancy clothes. They're biting on his buttons. They're crawling up on his shoulders. And they're just like nibbling on That's him. They're wild. just like going crazy on Napoleon. Yeah. And then, okay, uh, Pause. Have you been bitten by a rabbit before? No. No. Have you? Yes, I have. Really? Oh, yeah. I got loose at a mall one day. <laughs> and I, we say it that way. I don't remember. I literally don't know how old I was, but I know one day, you know me, I decided to wander off. And so that's what I did. I didn't do that very much. So I don't think my parents were expecting it. It sounds like you broke out somehow. I got loose at a mall. I decided I was wandering off. Crazy day. Okay, wait. How does My that go? My parents had a lot of kids, wait, so you can't, you in just, their defense. You just said that you broke. Oh, well, how did you get bit by a rabbit? I went into a pet store. Yeah? I stuck my head, <laughs> my hand in the rabbit cage to pet one. Apparently, you're not supposed to do that. Did it, did it bite you? I, I got bit till I was bleeding. Oh, my gosh. Immediately, that rabbit was not messing around. Did you get any pets? It was in? like not to... No. Straight. Bit. I'm not. I'm not a quick person. What do you want? You got bit right away. <laughs> yes, immediately. I got oh yelled at God. by the pet store teenager that was like, "What You're are you a doing?" Teenager? Oh, the, pe- the, the the guy working there. Oh, was a teenager, and you have no idea where your parents are. No, he gave me a band aid. I went and found them. They were like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Nothing." So if um, I never told you that story, parents, <laughs> um, I might have told them eventually. I wasn't really good at hiding stuff, but. Anyway, um, point of that story is rabbit bites suck. Yeah, they got these <laughs> big old teeth. They got big old teeth, and if they want to bite you, they will bite you. I've never had a pet rabbit, but I've been bitten, and it immediately started bleeding. And I think they can get you, like, sick. 
right? I, yeah, I've had some pet rabbits before, uh-huh. but they never bit me. Well, you probably weren't some rando kid. Yeah, reaching my hand out in a rabbit. cage. Yeah, I mean, trying to. I get it, right? Rabbit. But yeah. you put a rabbit rabbit in the right situation. This moral of the story. They're gonna defend themselves. They gotta do what they gotta do. They're gonna become okay? a hive mind. <laughs> you and attack you. This guy. <laughs> That's the part. Okay. That's the part I can't wrap my hand my head around is that every single rabbit yeah. was on the same page. Yeah. On mass. <laughs> if it was one rabbit, if it was one rabbit out of these three thousand rabbits, you'd be yeah. like, all right. I mean, the odds are kind of in its favor and all this, but you're like the whole hive mind of rabbits is yeah. going after Napoleon himself, the guy in charge. Yeah. The quint that happened. That happened. I was about to say that. Hey. <laughs> That happened. Where'd that happen? <laughs> okay, so Napoleon, where are we? He is staggering. Yeah, he's trying to. He's literally fall. can't walk because his legs are full of rabbits. <laughs> if he goes down, he's a dead man. If he falls down, he's dead. Oh yeah, they swarm him. He's yeah. disappeared. They can't get his neck yet. Okay, even even if it's what five hundred rabbits and not the three thousand that yeah. some people say five hundred, even five hundred rabbits. That's so. It's many like rabbits. what twenty between your legs. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. another several hundred to swarm you and your bu- fend off your buddies. Yeah. Um, uh, and their little sharp teeth. So anyway, Napoleon is like, <laughs> I wonder, in my mind, he's almost being carried off, right? <laughs> yeah, on a Just sea li- of rabbits. Like, Gulliver's Travels level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Staggering, and he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So this man, this conqueror of all Europe, this man who brought Russia to a standstill... Yeah. Did not lose. The one who's still going, ready to take on Turkey, ready to take on Britain, runs away from this field and cedes the land to the rabbits. I'm not done yet, but that's the next thing that happens. Yeah. So he runs off. Yeah. Um, gets in his carriage, and he leaves. I are there, I'm assuming the rabbits are chasing him. <laughs> Mandatory fun over. Mandatory fun is up. no, it's not over. I mean, at that, that point, it becomes genuine fun. I think. Yeah, for that would be pretty. Else. That would be pretty funny if you had to be there and have to have fun. Yeah. To see the person in charge get attacked by all these rabbits and run away. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Yeah. So he's in his carriage, and he's not the only carriage, right? So there's other parties and other carriages, and he's just like runs in, takes off, and other carriages are following him. I don't, in my head, I don't think he's like screaming because he's like, I'm good now. I'm a man, damn it. Yeah. I'm in the carriage. Yeah. The, I can't believe I just did that. You know, we'll just move on. So Sitting in his carriage. Oh God. Yeah, I hope nobody saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Here yeah, we are, like uh, three hundred years later, so talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have another quote for our final little part. Dun, dun, dun. As you guessed, the rabbits continued their pursuit. No way. Yes way. No way. Yes really? way. Yes oh, way. Oh my god. And the quote is by David Chandler, a historian, a really noted historian. The rabbits, quote, divided into two wings. Like little this is not a quote, like little regiments. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone who referenced this story discussed these rabbits as though they were Napoleon's regiments that's wild it's almost like i know this isn't a ghost podcast but they were the spirits of his past soldiers still in formation coming for their leader that killed them and then had a party anyway yeah um the the let's go back to the quote (laughs) the rabbits quote divided into two wings and poured around the flanks of the party and headed for the imperial coach 
So they run out of their cages. Yes. They start attacking him. He yes. runs away, gets in his carriage, and runs away. <laughs> yeah, and he the staggers rabbits, away because they're between his legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the rabbits follow him. Yes. That's so weird. What and you... specifically him. Yeah, nobody they, else. They split in half, ran around everybody else, and went right to his carriage. That's wild. And everyone's just like, well, that's weird. And I'm like, that's weird. That that's happened. super weird. That happened? That happened? That happened? That happened? No way. Um, literally, like, okay, now we're at zombie level. These yeah. bunnies are running out to the Imperial carriage. They are jumping onto the carriage. They are climbing into the windows. Oh, my God. There's one witness who was like, Napoleon pulled away in his carriage, throwing rabbits out of his carriage That's as he a, went. That is insane. they were climbing into his windows. <laughs> it's a new fear unlocked. <laughs> That rabbits can organize that well. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And then um, he pulled away and he lost the battle. So this is <laughs> the just... great story of the Battle of Bunny Lou. Bunny Lou. I did not come up with that, but I love it. It's a good one, yeah. Battle That's of insane. Bunny Lou. Yeah, now I can't think of Napoleon without thinking of how he got attacked by a legion of rabbits. And seated. He lost. He, he retreated. And they fought, They ran his ass all the way out of that field. Yeah, and it was at his special party where he invited all his friends to say, hey, look <laughs> how cool I am. So embarrassing. It wasn't just like a hunt with his buds. It was his special I'm everyone. the best party. He brought everyone so he could get embarrassed by all these white fluffy tail rabbits. Yes. Oh, my God. That happened. That, that happened. That's the end of the story. I have a little bit more information. Okay. Um, but before I get into that, do you have any questions? No, you've been answering my questions very well. Okay, cool. Uh, so, the, oh, here we have the name. I didn't write it at the beginning because I like to make my life difficult. His name is Bert. Oh, God. It's one of those words. Berthier? Bertier? Berter? Berter. There's <laughs> extra letters. But it's the dude. The dude. In Who? charge. The dude. In charge of gathering the rabbits. There was, I <laughs> this guess. This guy. Okay, he probably wasn't in charge, but he was the one who was reported to the emperor. Oh, that guy's in he charge. Got blamed. Yeah. That was his decision. <laughs> yeah, you know Napoleon went back and went, "Who the hell got all those rabbits?" I need some he needs someone to blame, right? And so they're yeah, like, absolutely. "Oh, this guy, Bertrand. Bertier. Bertier. Berther. Berther. <laughs> Get him. He's the one who grabbed the rabbits." Yeah, and Berther's just the quiet guy that yeah. no one likes that doesn't fit in. He's it's like, not, what? Yeah, he's not going to speak up. He's an easy target. Easy target. That's the, that's the way to go when you're <laughs> working with the emperor. So, yeah, he when he gathered the rabbits, or when whoever really, let's be honest, gathered the rabbits, they got hundreds and or thousands of tame rabbits. Tame rabbits? Farm-raised rabbits. Oh. What does that tell you? I'm not a rabbit person, so I had to look further. But does that tell you anything right off? I mean, to me, well, first of all, it, I assume that they're not timid of humans. Correct. Because they're tame, right? So they Correct. must have, my thought is they either recognized him or thought they knew who he was. <laughs> they're all running to try to get him. But that's still crazy. Yeah. You know what? The, the, every instance, I read several um, versions of this story. And they're all like, oh, this is clearly the answer. Like, it wraps it up. It doesn't wrap it up to me. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you, yes, obviously, they're not afraid of humans. And also, the humans fed them. Right. That makes sense. Right. Um, and then on top of that, they didn't feed these rabbits. 
since they said all day. I'm guessing since they were gathered. Yeah, for uh, several days. Probably. I yeah. mean, that's a lot of rabbits across a lot of non-car driven journey. Um, I know, you know, people say rabbits have a lot of bunnies, but it, yeah. it's been a while since these rabbits have been fed. And then it's taken them all day. They got to get out there. You know, the guy that set the rabbits up, set them up at like 3 a.m. Because they were like, we need those rabbits set up right now. And so yeah. he sets them up and then he's there for six, eight hours. We need them set up an hour before we're ready. And then, uh, well, now it's two hours because I was yep. told an hour. So I need you to do it four hours before because they told me two hours, but we're going to be on top of it, et cetera, 3 a.m. Yeah, 3 a.m. And then yeah. they're like, all right, now we're going to do it. Oh, someone isn't here yet. Napoleon's not there. He's, you know, of course he's late. He's the most important he's person. Busy he's late. Yeah, he's busy. Climbing into his carriage because he's so short. <laughs> yeah, you got to get the stepladder out. <laughs> And then he shows up. Next thing you know, it's like three in the afternoon. The mm. rabbits have been out there for at least 12 hours. Yeah. Just that day. So Not yeah, to mention travel time. Yeah, exactly. So they're starving. Who knows? I mean, maybe they got fed, but I'm sure not all 3,000. Anyway, so yeah, they're hangry. <laughs> yeah. Hangry yeah. rabbits. Yeah. However, and towards the people. However, what about the obsession with Napoleon? Yeah, why just him? Did he smell like vegetation? Does he have carrots in his pocket or something? I think it has the essence of witchcraft in this story. Really? Not necessarily witchcraft, but it has the potential of some kind of fiddling around. Yeah. With stuff that most people don't fiddle around with. I mean, it, the, again, the hive mind thing with these rabbits. Do rabbits have a hive mind? I don't think so. Right? I've never heard of that. Uh, okay, listeners, if you know any experts on rabbits who have studied them en masse, because, uh, like, we hear about ants. Birds. Birds. If it, this were ants, okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Birds. I'm um, like, they don't have the same thing going as ants, but they definitely work together. Yeah, they flock, they move yeah. around and all that stuff. Rabbits yeah. just, you know, invade old McGregor's farm. Peter Cottontail reference. I was going to say. Eats Ms. his cabbage. Potter. Yeah, eats his cabbage. And, you know, have a lot of babies. So uh, there's a lot about this that does not add up to me. And it is a very well-documented story. That's what, yeah. By multiple people and the same ridiculous things. Yeah. And that is our story of today. That was great. You liked it? It was really good. There was the twist factor. That happened. Yeah, that did happen. Factor. That's crazy. And the... All the witnesses. Yeah, I think that's a great story. And the moral of the story. Bum, bum, bum. When we do something silly bum, 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 in public, dun, 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 dun. just remember, so did Napoleon. So, yeah. Yeah. And he won anyway. Yeah. For a long time after that. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of that story. Yeah. <laughs> he had to show. He's the bunny whisperer. He's the... <laughs> Don't mess with that guy. He's got a legion of bunnies. He's For some reason, bunnies hate him, and I am just trust bunnies, man. I carry my bunny everywhere. I don't trust that guy. And if they guy. attack him, then I know. It's not uh, dogs anymore. It's bunnies. Yeah, I don't trust that guy. The rabbits don't like him. Bunnies do not like that guy. All right, now is the outro time. Have you got an outro idea? Uh, that happened. I really don't. I what? don't know. Wait, what was? I forgot what our intro was. Well, we were liking where I tell Scoot strange history that happened. Yeah. So that but, was strange history 
That happened. Hey, okay. Hey. I'm not mad at it. Was I'm it not good? Mad at did, it, did you like my announcer voice? Um, I prefer your voice. Oh, okay. But that's really sweet. Uh, you could. Do, I'm not trying to be sweet. Oh. I did. <laughs> You're welcome. Do it better. Do it better, babe. No, I was trying to be sweet, but not in public. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, that was really good. And I do. I just like your regular voice. This is where. Oh, this is where we throw another sponsor in. Oh yeah, or yeah. or call it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, even if you send us just free wine or free products or whatever, uh, we are happy to honestly discuss how that's been a wonderful part of our time here. I'll talk about chairs for hours. I mean, oh yeah, I would love. I think bean bags. If you if you sell bean bags, we are very interested bean bags, in your wares. Lazy boy chairs. I think. I think our number one sponsor would be some kind of alcoholic drink, right? right? My number two would be some sort of chair. I think that would be my favorite number two sponsor. What would yours be? Books. Books? That's I don't a great know. Is one. Is that a thing? Yeah. Maybe like Kindle or something? Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> Amazon yeah. needs a little exposure. No, maybe not Amazon. But like, yeah. What's Amazon? I've never heard of Amazon. <laughs> it's this jungle, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and a river. They have books there. So cool. All right. Uh, so if you like what you hear and want to hear more, you can subscribe. You can rate and review. That would mean so much oh to us. Oh my gosh, so much. Um, or not. You know, you do you. You do you. Just tell someone about this crazy weird podcast that you heard, and then have oh, them yeah. listen to it while you watch them. Weird stories. Yeah. Yeah, get really close to their face while they listen. Do the mm-hmm. old like nose touching the cheek thing. Everyone enjoys that. Oh yeah, they'll definitely like it. All and around. if not, then you'll have a good time. <laughs> if and if it turns out weird, just remember. Yeah. Napoleon was weird once. Uh, yeah, he, he was. He got chased by rabbits. I feel like this podcast will either be like, oh my gosh, I have this food that tastes amazing. You have to try it. Uh huh. Or, on the other hand, it's gonna be like, oh my god, this smells horrible. Smell it. Right. <laughs> So you're going to pass it forward either way. Okay. If you hear it, you're like, oh, my God, you have to listen to this. And then again, the nose to the cheek thing while they listen to it. And if you have a good idea. Yeah. For the next story, um, usually leave it in the reviews and I will keep Scoot from reading them because we don't want him to know the story. No, it helps that I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just use your typewriter, (laughs) your keyboard. And he will be like, what's happening? I'll be I like, don't, don't worry about it. That's why, that's why he was army. <laughs> yeah. He can run fast, but he can't read. Hey, sign him up. Sign him up. We love him. Promote no, I, him. I can't even run fast. Start in first class. Start first oh, class. Oh, that's true. That's why you only made it to sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.